It is a privilege and an honor to stand before you again to break the bread of life. I am always excited about every opportunity that God gives me to speak life to my brothers and sisters. Is anybody excited about being here today? Has God been good to anybody? Amen. Brother Jonathan asked when he stood, what you clapping for? He said, it's not for him. And it's certainly not for me. But I am a fan of putting your hands together and giving God praise. I will praise God with my hands, with my feet, with my mouth. I will praise God with everything that I have. Amen? Amen. So if while I'm speaking, you get excited and want to put your hands together, that is all right with me. Amen. 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 It was August 29th, 1989. I was about to embark on a journey that would forever change my life. I was getting ready to go to Marine Corps boot camp. I remember standing in the room saying goodbye to my family. I hugged my brother, I hugged my sister, and I hugged my mom, hugged my dad. And before my dad walked away, He said some things to me in about three minutes uh, that I think he, he rehearsed everything he had told me all my life. He said some things that I think he had thought I forgot since he had only told it to me last week. <laughs> I want to sum up what he said to me. He said, son... Without God, you cannot succeed. Then he says, son, with God, you cannot fail. Then he said, whatever you do, don't forget what I've taught you. That's what we find today in this passage. We find a man speaking to his son He tells his son, my son, do not forget my teachings, but let them, but let your heart keep my commandments for the length of days and and years of life and peace they will add to you. What he was saying to his son was, son, don't stray from your upbringing. Don't forget your teachings. Remember what you've been taught. When you remember what you've been taught, when you stay close to your teachings, it will add life to you. It will, it will add some, some, it will add peace to you. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? If you think about some things that your parents have told you, now we may not want to admit it, our parents are almost always the smartest people in the world. 
Amen. Except for when we between like 13 and 18 or 13 and 25. We think we know everything. But if we were just to take a moment to look back, there were some things that was imparted in us that if we had to stay close to, to those things, some experiences that we have had, we would not have had. If we would have just listened, maybe if we would have stayed close to the teaching. Now, somebody may be sitting in here saying that I've done everything that my parents told me to do. I, I've never strayed. I, I always remember their teaching. If that's you, God bless you. <laughs> because I believe the majority of the people in the room can think back to something that your daddy told you or your mama told you that you wish you had to follow. Somebody in here ought to know what I'm talking about. So, so here it is. He's talking to him. He said, I don't want you to forget what you're taught. Why? We told you that wisdom is valuable. You got to search for this wisdom. And here it is that your father is imparting wisdom to you. We got a father who imparts wisdom. As I closed last week, I said that, that God is the source of wisdom, that there is no hope for us, there is no wisdom for us, there's nothing that we can look forward to without God. So now he's saying, I don't want you to forget. It's not so much what he said, but he's realizing that God was working through him to give him words to impart to his child. I often tell my children when they were coming up, I would always say, we would sit down and we would eat, and I would say, God has blessed us with this meal. I never wanted them to, to look at what my daddy has done. I would always say, God has made a way for us. What I was trying to put in their life was, don't ever forget about God. You know, we sit down and we say our grace, and we tell God, thank you. Do you know that for many of us, that's just a force of habit? It's just a force of habit to, to say, oh, yeah, we got to tell God thank you. But think about this. How many of us really mean it? That when we close our eyes and we begin to tell God, thank you for this food that we're about to receive. One time I was going to, I was getting ready to go into the bank, and there is this, guy, this homeless guy, and he was standing outside the bank, and he said, hey, do you have any money? And I'm thinking I'm going in the bank. <laughs> I'm either going to put some money in the bank, or I'm going to get some money out of the bank. So I said, what do you want? He says, I am hungry. So I looked at him, I said, here's what I need you to do. I'm going to go in this bank. When I come out, I want you to meet me in Burger King. Burger King was right across the street. This guy who, who seemed like he was out of his mind straightened himself up, walked across the street. Any other time, he'd be playing in traffic. This day, he, he waited for the light to turn for him to walk. He walked and he waited for me. After I took care of my business, I came out of the bank, went over to Burger King, and he said, here I am, mister. I said, come on, brother, let's go. So we walk in. We walk in Burger King, and the people in Burger King, they're tired of seeing him. So they said, get out of here, get out of here. 
He said, not today, I'm a customer. I'm a customer today. So we get to the register, and I said, order what you want. And he ordered his meal, and, and the lady was looking at me because he seemed to be ordering a lot. So I said, go, go ahead and give it to him. And, and she gave him his food. And I wanted to see what he would do. That man took his tray. I thought he was going to get a bag to leave. He said, no, I'm eating in today. Took his tray, went to his table. By this time, I made it to the car. And I sat in the car, and I wanted to see what happens. Before he took one bite, he bowed his head, and he told God, thank you. I said that is that somebody taught him that. And oftentimes, the things that we taught, we're taught, we get away from. But when you've been hungry and don't know where your next meal going to come from, you will tell God, thank you. Are, are you following me? You will tell him, thank you, because this may be the last time you eat today. What I'm saying is this. I'm taking us a long way. Because I want us to not forget those things that we have been taught. we got to grab a hold to those teachings. Because those teachings is what add peace to us and health. It'll make us, cause us to be better people. Look at this. Verse number five says this. Look at verse 4. Verse 4. Verse 4. You will find favor and good success in the sight of God and man. That's good, y'all. I don't know about you, but to find favor in sight, in the sight of God, that's awesome. That's awesome. In other words, that God is smiling at you. That's all right. But if you can find favor in the sight of God and man, you're doing all right. Here's why. Because, listen, we know God is forgiving. We know God is loving. But if you're in a situation where you ain't good with man, because y'all know man ain't no good. <laughs> there ain't no good in him. You know if you make me mad, I'm subject to hold out. Did y'all hear what Jonathan said when he came to pray? that sometimes he don't have good thoughts. He have to ask, that's what he starts when he starts his prayer of confession. Guess what, Jonathan? There's more people in the room just like you, brother. There's more people in here that's holding anger. We, we, we're upset about things, and, and somebody says something to us. Somebody's bumped into us, and, and somebody's act like they didn't see me, and they didn't speak, and we hold these things in our mind. And the thoughts that we have toward them are not good. So, yes, we have to ask God to help us. But when you're in and in, in, you found favor with God and man, God, with God, that's good enough. You don't have to add anything to it. But when there's man, you know, anybody ever got what we call a Holy Ghost handshake? Hello? Well, they shake your hand and drop a little something in it. 
you found favor. Hello? Or, or, or somebody does something that just puts a smile on your face. You found favor. So what I'm saying to you today is don't forget this stuff. Don't forget it. It will bless you. Verse 5 says this. Verse 5. says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. Our total dependence must be on God. Our total dependence must be on God. We must trust him with our whole heart. That means, y'all, we can't have a half-hearted relationship with God. We got to trust God with everything that we have. You know, I think it's so important that it says to trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. That means that it's not that we trust God for some things, but we trust God for all things. Lean not to our own understanding means that what we think really don't matter. Hello? What we think don't matter, our own understanding. Do you know my understanding will mess all of us up? And your understanding will mess all of us up. It's not what I think. Listen, his ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. We can't even think the right thoughts without God and without this wisdom that, that, that we should be searching for, that we should seek after. We can't even think on how to love one another. Lean not to our own understanding. Look at verse 6. It says, in all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. In all our ways, that we need to acknowledge him. Not some ways, but always. I think about this. When my son, I didn't know he was going to be here today. He don't particularly like me to talk about him, but I'm going to talk about him anyway. Um, when he was a boy, he was about eight years old, he decided that he would rearrange his room. I'm like, okay. I get up, and I'm walking to the kitchen, and I see my eight-year-old son struggling to move his TV, and it's big. And he moving across the room to get his TV across the room. And I want to yell, but I don't want to yell because I may scare him and he may drop the TV. <laughs> so I wait. He gets the TV to the side of the room where he wants it. He fixes it up on the, t on the little nightstand there that he had on the little TV stand. And he steps back and he looks at it and he's proud of himself. And I'm standing at the door, not happy. <laughs> so as he turns, he said, oh, Dad, I want to surprise you and Mama by reorganizing my room, rearranging my room. And I said to him, 
There's the problem is not that you wanted to rearrange your room. The problem is you didn't acknowledge us first. See, if he would have acknowledged me, I would have took the heavy load off him. I would have moved the TV for him. But because he didn't acknowledge me, if he had moved that TV and he dropped the TV, the consequences belong to him. But if he had acknowledged me and said, Dad, can I move my TV? I would have said, yes, you can, son. Let me help you. Then if the TV falls, then guess what? It's on me. That's what I'm trying to get us to see. When we don't acknowledge him, the consequences belong to us. But when we acknowledge him, all consequences belong to him. See, I know why y'all ain't say amen. Because <laughs> we only see consequences as bad things. Consequences ain't always bad. They're good consequences. So I say to you, when you acknowledge him, the consequences belong to him. So whatever happens, God got it. But when you decide to, to do these things on your own, you don't acknowledge him, it all belongs to you. Even the things that you think you can handle, you should acknowledge him. Just because it worked that way last time does not mean it was going to work the same way this time. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? That you tried it the first time and it worked this way, and now it's not working this way another time? Maybe that ain't the way God wanted it to be done. So you acknowledge him in all your ways, and he will make sure that everything comes out. Right. Look at this, y'all. Look at the next verse. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn from evil. Be not wise in your, on your own eyes. Some of us need to realize that we're not wise, me included. Not in my own eyes. In my own eyes, Outside of the spirit, I don't see nothing wrong with me. I'm good looking. <laughs> the way I think is right. If somebody don't agree with me, it, ain't ha it don't have anything to do with me, Jonathan. It's got everything to do with them. You know why? Because I'm trying to be wise in my own ways. It says to us, be not wise. Don't, don't, don't try to be wise in your own way. This will help you. There, there is value to wisdom. You must understand that it's not in you. Be not wise in your own eyes. Look, look what happens. Look what happens. It says, fear the Lord and turn from evil. Fear the Lord. That means simply to y'all that we begin to get an awe for him. Not that we're definitely afraid of him. Uh, I, I remember being in Washington, D.C., and they have this big, beautiful diamond and, and it was, there was guards standing by, and we were going by, and we were looking at it. And somebody said, I was a police officer at the time, one of the kids says, Officer Will, 
do you think you want to hold that diamond? I was like, no. No, I don't want to hold that diamond. They say, why not? Are you afraid? I'm not afraid. I recognize that that was too much for me. Listen, I'm not responsible. Listen, if I picked it up and dropped it and broke it, I I, I didn't have the capability of taking care of it. It's kind of like this. You ever been to the store with your parents when you were a kid and they say, don't ask me for nothing? (laughs) Are you in the store and they say, don't touch nothing? Listen, if you don't have money to pay for it, don't pick it up. Y'all know what I'm talking about? That's how I felt with this diamond, that it was too much for me. It was too much. And listen, I didn't even want to look at it. When it says fear the Lord, we got to realize that God is all powerful. We don't compare to him. It ain't, listen, it ain't that I'm afraid that he's going to hurt me. I, I, I understand that I don't compare with him. It says, fear the Lord. What what does it say? Fear the Lord and turn from evil. Why do we fear him? Because we know if if we do things that are displeasing to him, God is not going to be happy. So recognize who God is. Turn from evil. We turn from evil first within ourselves, knowing that we don't know anything, that we're not wise in our own way. We need God. And if he doesn't give us this wisdom, we are of most of most people, of all people, lost. We need his wisdom. Look at, let's go down to verse 25. His wisdom teaches us not to be afraid. Verse 25, don't be afraid of sudden terror or the ruin of the wicked when it comes. That's what his wisdom does. It teaches us how not to be afraid. It teaches us, y'all, that that we don't have to be afraid of what's going on around us. We live in a world that is broken. We live in a world where it's almost like you don't want to leave your home. But the wisdom of God teaches us not to be afraid. For God has not given us the spirit of fear. There's no reason for us to walk around afraid. Afraid? We walk around afraid when we don't realize who God is. We walk around afraid not knowing that God has all power in his hand. If God has all power in his hand, what we got to be afraid of? The God who had power to raise Jesus from the dead is our God. So why are we afraid? The God who caused the Red Sea to part so the children of Israel can walk through on dry land, why do we have to be afraid? David said, the Lord is my shepherd, and I shall not want. Why do we have to be afraid? Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, it's a shadow, it can't hurt you. That's our God. So his wisdom teaches us not to be afraid. His wisdom teaches us, y'all listen to this, not to deny good to our brothers and sisters. It's right there. Verse verse 26, say, for the Lord will be your confidence and will keep you, keep your foot from being caught, 
Do, verse 27, do not withhold good from those to whom it is due when it is in your power to do so. That's what his wisdom would do. It would teach us how to love one another. It would teach us how to do good toward one another. We don't, that's not in us. What we count to be good is just everyday stuff. What God count to be good is totally different. I'm glad that I serve a God that teaches you how to love me <laughs> and teaches me how to love you. The love that I need is different from the love that Jonathan needs. Are y'all with me? I can't, we can't love everybody the same. I'm required to love everybody, but I'm not required to love everybody the same. The love Batch needs is a little bit different from the love that Willie needs. But we need love. Only God can teach us that. Only God will teach us how to do good. Then it says this, don't delay it. If it's within our power to do so, like me coming to you, I'm hungry today on Monday. You tell me to come back on Wednesday. I'm hungry right now. Amen. And if it's within your power to fix me a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, <laughs> fix me a sandwich. Are y'all understanding me? Look, look, look we, can't, we can't figure this out on our own. It's the wisdom of God. It's the wisdom of God that will teach us how to do this. Do you know to, do, to know to do good and not do it is sin? That's in the book of James. To know to do good and not do it is sin. Uh-oh. Y'all remember what I said last week? If you kind of nod with me, I'll move. I'm going to say it one more time. To know to do good and don't do it is sin. Y'all want to do this. So to know what's right to do and not do it, how do you know what's right to do? Because God is telling you what's right. He'll speak to you. You ever, ever in your life, and I, I, I'm not just talking to the people at the mission right now. You ever been about to do something that you knew was wrong? I'm, talk, I'm talking to the people who got it together. That you knew it was wrong. Because God was showing you that it was wrong. You, you knew it was wrong. To say this, to look that way, you knew it was wrong. But you did it anyway. Guess what? To you, that is sin. Wow. He teaches us not to delay it. He teaches us to do what's right. So, y'all, these are the things that we must do. Then it says, teaches us not to devise evil. Teaches us not to make plans to hurt our brothers or our sisters. Teaches us not to, to strive with one another without cause. Teaches us this. Only wisdom can do this. Only wisdom can do this. We're supposed to love our brothers and sisters. We're supposed to love our neighbors. Wisdom teaches that. Outside of that, y'all, we're lost. We don't know what to do. One of my favorite hymns is Guide Me, O Thou Great Jehovah, Pilgrim Through This Barren Land. I am weak, 
but thou art mighty. Hold me with thy powerful hand. I sang that song because what I'm declaring to the Lord is that I'm weak. I need your strength. I sing that song because I'm, I declare that I am a pilgrim traveling through a foreign and strange land. I need you to guide me. I sing that song because I declare, God, if you leave me, I am lost. I sing those songs because I don't want to forget the things that I've learned about his word. I sing that song because I have to acknowledge him in all my ways. I sing that song because I don't want to be wise on my own. I sing that song because I want to know how to treat my sister. I want to know how to treat my brother without God, without him imparting wisdom into my life, without me searching, without me grabbing hold, without me hiding it upon my heart. I wouldn't know what to do. God, I need you. Let's pray. God, our Heavenly Father, we thank you today. God, we thank you for life, health, and strength. God, we thank you for the privilege of knowing you as our Savior. Father, I realize that me, along with many others, sometimes, God, we get caught up in what we think. God, what we know. God, I humbly confess that I know nothing. I confess, God, that I'm lost without you. I confess, Father, I need you to guide me. I need you to be my provider. I need you to be my way maker. I need you to teach me how to love. Father, we need you more than we can ever verbalize. Father, help us be the people you've called us to be. Help us be the congregation that you would have us to be. Father, we declare that we seek your wisdom. We seek your guidance. We need you more than we can ever say. God, we love you. God, we praise you. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.